Guys, gals, non-binary pals, we are back again. Episode 61, I believe. I didn't even know the last episode was episode 60, Tal said. And I was like, oh yeah, it's crazy. Uh, we're back. We watched some wrestling. You know, a little bit. That's too it was crazy. A busy, it was a busy week for wrestling, Mark. It was a busy week for wrestling, but not a busy week for us, I'll tell you that. Because <laughs> <laughs> most of the wrestling that was on, I did not care enough to watch. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I watched WrestleMania, and I watched, like, one Mania Week show so far. I watched Cody Rose come to the ground. <laughs> and I watched... No, I, I watched Super Cardamon. I lied. I did watch that. Yeah, pretty pretty good. I I heard the uh, the tag match was really good. Yeah, yeah. My friend uh, who hates tag matches enjoyed it, so it must have been good. Well, put it like this. The Briscoes are really, really good. Specifically, Jay Briscoe. <laughs> And FTR, when they're not being terrible, Arn Anderson and Tully Blanchard ripoffs, they're very good at wrestling as like baby faces. Pretty damn good. So, it was a really good match. Uh, but the important part of that is my man Shmoa Joe came. It was crazy. <laughs> and he was like, yo, uh, I'm here to win both the AW World title, the ROH World title. I told fucking Tony Khan, I'm going to enter the Owen Cup. I'm going to kick everybody that. I'm like, yeah, this is not a guy right here. He's out here. Coming in here making demands. Samoa Joe's the coolest wrestler alive. He's, he he's the best. Uh, if Tony Khan wants to make some serious money, like I said, he should have Samoa Joe sell for absolutely no one and then hit them as hard as he can. I love that. Uh, oh my god. I hope that the winner of the Owen Cup gets like a world title match and they put Punk in so they can run back Joe and Punk and Joe absolutely fucking <laughs> beats the shit out of Punk. I feel like they'll do that just for Tony Khan's, like, pure joy. Yeah, they gotta. Ah, they have to. If they don't, that's leaving money on the table. I mean, what else can you do here? Uh, I mean, it helps when you're the owner of the company. is like a big wrestling nerd, so... Yeah, yeah. Like, it's, I just don't see a world they can't, don't do that. Gotta. <laughs> you, you're forcing Tay Conti and Sammy Guevara on TV every week. You can do this come on give us something good yeah do anything good <laughs> uh but i mean i'm happy to see some mojo back in wrestling dude looks like he was having a blast when he was beating the shit out of max caster uh <laughs> i just don't get it like i refuse to believe this dude was hurt as many times as the wwe said he was like i, mean, I just don't believe it but... i yeah, you never know, but I just don't believe it, man. Like, it's a coincidence they didn't want him to wrestle, and then when he signed a contract where he was like, I want to wrestle, they give him a belt, and then they made him relinquish uh, shit and said he was hurt. I mean, I think WWE has more to, like, care about with, like, outside deals where they, if one wrestler accidentally gets hurt, then, you know, it kind of fucks the whole thing up, so... I think WWE's a little too overcautious because, I mean... Yeah. Like they said... Brian's just, like, chilling. Brian Danielson, they would not let him wrestle, and then he went to his own doctor, and they were like, dog, you're fine. Go fucking wrestle, weirdo. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's funny. It's funny. Like I said, I... WWE doctors always... Like, I don't really, you know, trust them as, you know, much as maybe in the past because they... Seem to be like like you said, overcautious. Like, like, do I think Joe was hurt a few times? Yes, but 
all wrestlers are. I don't think he was as hurt as many times as they tried to lead people on to where he was like this fragile object you couldn't poke. <laughs> I, I don't believe that. Uh, yeah, I think. I mean, I think after like everything that happened, was a lot of wrestlers are a bit like, okay, we need to wrap them up in bubble wrap and never let this happen again. Yeah. Well, I'm glad they are stupid fucking idiots and released Samojo twice because now I get to see him wrestle everybody I like. So, <laughs> yeah, love that. <laughs> uh, thank you for being idiots. Uh, I will take my last big Samojo run. Uh, it's it's really funny how tempos change. How AW fans was like, yeah, well Samojo's washed. Ain't nobody, ain't no reason he should be in fucking AEW. And then he comes, he fucking comes. Everybody loses their shit. He still rules. It's funny how that works out. People thought uh, Samoa Joe was washed. <laughs> yes. They were like, he's washed. He's, he fucking is fragile as shit. And he comes back, he rules. <laughs> like, I, it's funny how that works. The, the bizarre people. <laughs> this, this, dude, this fucking company did. Fucking had. Let's see. Fucking Christian. Signed Christian fresh off of like hella concussions. I. <laughs> Dude, come on. It's fucking Samoa Joe. You, th- you mean to tell me if you had a chance to sign Samoa Joe, you're not going to sign him? I know. Like... Who who you signing? <laughs> fucking, fucking Ryan Nemeth? Who? Who you signing over Samoa Joe? Uh, but yeah, on top of that, we watched uh, some Stardom Cinderella tournament matches that we're going to talk about. Uh, we only kept it at six because they just put a million matches on one show and none of them look good. <laughs> yeah, I, re- I remember when Stardom, way back when, used to do the whole tournament in one day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do that again. <laughs> yeah, I no, I'm done with this. Uh, I mean, Momo versus Zumi seemed good. Uh, I don't why I didn't pick it. Well, I no. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, I forgot that was a match, so now I feel bad that I picked Yutani and Tam. <laughs> Yeah, because I really wish we watched Momo versus <laughs> Uh But I was like, well, if Beth ain't pick it, why should I pick it? <laughs> That's right. I mean, to be fair, because I, like, I was looking through Cage Match on the matches, and I was like, it was right at the bottom, so I didn't see it. <laughs> no, okay, that's fair. Uh, I think I got to Julia and Tekla, and I thought, okay, I'll stop there. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not watching that. Uh but uh, then we're also going to uh, talk about Dragon Gate's co-working for the final burst out, Knessa's retirement show, which fucking exceeded my expectations. Knessa's retiring, so everybody said, all right, time to fucking go all out. I said, dog, literally, this is just co-working. I don't know why y'all are doing this. Uh, <laughs> then we're going to talk about this WWF Raw episode, which is actually the Raw the week after the one that we reviewed the last time. So it's right after No Way Out 2001, I believe, was the pay-per-view. Uh, and then we're going to close it out strong, talking about Wave, because they're the best Joshi company out right now. <laughs> yeah, that's true. They, their main title wasn't even the main event. <laughs> yeah, it was a fucking new signee. It was sick. <laughs> I had two fucking children in the main event. It was crazy. I don't think any of them did a big boot though, so it wasn't that good. But well, Kohaku, uh, Kohaku tried to throw like while Suzu was like on her knees, she threw a boot because you know she's tiny, she can't really throw a big boot. <laughs> <laughs> and good. it was crazy. She went to go throw that boot, and I was like, "Oh, yep, she's fully in the weight system now." You see those arms? 
doing uh, the uh, Yumioka big boot. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'll, yeah, here he is. Uh, but I mean, the three Cinderella matches, I guess we'll go ahead and knock him out the way. Uh, yes. You remember the ones we watched? Oh, uh, you know what? I actually uh, did a bit of planning and I wrote them down. Good, good, because I kind of remember them, but I watched a lot of wrestling, so I don't. Okay, so we um we started off with Mariah versus Mina Shirakawa. This was was this fiend Shirakawa? Yeah, this was the bloody angel. The mean. Mina the fiend nah, the Shirakawa. Mean. The yeah. mean. Yeah. <laughs> the mean. Uh, I don't think Rossi Ogao understands how alternate characters work. They have to actually win. <laughs> I prefer when Mina and the mean lose. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, like I said, I I don't think he understands how alternate characters work. They become threats because they win matches. The mean has never won a match. <laughs> like I don't know what you I don't know what you're doing here. But it was but fun. She has dark hair. <laughs> yeah, but uh, this was fun though. Uh. That's what, like, every time Mariah tried to do something fucking mean, it would just be weird as shit. <laughs> I was like, yo, I gotta get this girl. Uh, but eventually Mariah came back into it. That fucking, like, wheelbarrow half Nelson suplex thing she does is fucking sick. That, that like, was crazy. She's I gonna break somebody's neck was... one day, and that's some great. I, know. I can't believe this was such, like, a hospital as well. well I don't know I was... why I was all fucking hospital with me and share Callum. <laughs> <laughs> I love, I love Pierre Shooter the mean. Yes, I mean <laughs> best halls in the company. Uh, but honestly, if they have another singles match with regular Mina, they'll probably grapple more because you know Mina actually trains in jujitsu, uh, which that actually could be fun, and they should do that in five star. I I, I might mean, see it. I may not see it. Who knows? I think we should put Mina in uh, Shuri's new unit. Yeah, God's eye. Fucking, uh, shit. Okay, how can we fit fucking mean into the crew? <laughs> you got Shuri, you got Amy, you got Mariah, and you've got the mean. The mean? Yeah, it's not mean. It's a mean. <laughs> Mina can still be in Cosmic Angels, but the mean is in God's eyes. <laughs> <laughs> they, they wrestle on the same show, so people are just like, what? You got the mean in the opener. No, the mean's in the main event, and like fucking Mina Shirakawa's like in the middle of the card in like a three way battle. She dyes her hair while she's backstage as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, she puts on a wig like Masao did at uh, the TJP show. <laughs> uh, but uh, I feel like almost every match we watched ended with the same finish with. The over the top rope elimination. This is just a Cinderella tournament special. Yeah, they do this like every single year because they don't. They want do this every fucking lose. single match, <laughs> almost. And it's like uh, every single match up until like the semi final, maybe the maybe the final, and they're just like, well, we don't want either of them to lose by pinfall of submission, so we chuck them over the top rope. That's like, yeah, I lost. One thing's for sure, in the first round, you're going to get at least seven of these over-the-top rope finishes and at least two draws. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Mariah moves on, which, I mean, understandable. Kind of needs a strong push, but I mean, I'd have put the mean over. I, <laughs> I think we'd all put the mean over. 
Oh yeah, I had to, had to hit the uh, fucking uh, meanable claw and choke out Mariah. <laughs> um. So after that, it was Natsupoi versus Starlight Kid. This was another over the top rope win, I think. I do think I enjoyed this more than any of their other singles matches. Yeah, uh, I don't know why this seemed a lot fresher than the others. Yeah. Not so is a wrestler I want to like because I don't have a problem with her, but doesn't really connect for me. And I really don't know why that is. Because, like I said, she's a good wrestler and I don't dislike her, but most of her matches, like, after that happened, I'm just like, eh, cool, I guess. But, I mean, like, I can, I can see that. Yeah. But this one, I enjoyed a lot. Like I said, I wasn't crazy about any of her and Kid's other matches, like especially like the one where Kid won the high speed title. I thought, I thought you know Kid winning was cool, but I didn't think the match was anything. And you know they went thirty in Corkin, and I'm never watching that. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, I thought this was they just kind of left it all out there. Like they did all their big stuff almost immediately, and I was like, oh yeah, this one's going over the top rope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when um, Starlight Kid, I think it was Starlight Kid, she did that crossbody to the outside, and it looked really brutal. Yeah. Because, like, Poi, like, took a big-ass back bump, like, straight yeah. to the outside. Shouts out to Nasco, because Nasco held on to her head literally all the way to the end, because fucking Natsupoi just decided she was going to die on this move. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, bro, like, Nasco wasn't there, she, her fucking head would have cracked the floor. <laughs> uh... But not like literally two when two minutes in, fucking boys doing her release German where she like kind of bends back a little bit and just kind of tosses them. I was like, oh yeah, I already know what was about to happen. <laughs> uh, but you know, it was still fun. They uh, you know doesn't take anything away from Kid, although I had her going pretty deep into the tournament originally. But when she won the Goddess Belts, so I was like, oh yeah, she's probably not doing anything. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I didn't mind the over-the-top rope for this one because kind of need to protect Starlight Kid, so. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I don't mind. So, I I like Natsu Poi, so. Mm-hmm. But she won't win. But... Oh, no. Fucking no way. Absolutely <laughs> <you> not. <laughs> dog, dog Fukigen, before she, you know, before she got eliminated, she had more of a chance to win than fucking Natsu Poi did, okay? <laughs> Natsupoi's little fucking white belt job or might get a two-day title run like in two years. <laughs> yeah, maybe. She'll probably get the um, the Tam Kurobushi run. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of Tam, <laughs> after that was Tam Nakano versus Yutami Hayashi's sister, or Yutami Nakano is just going by now. Yeah, Tam Nakano, big person. <laughs> <laughs> But I will say, Utami's so fucking hilarious when she did the little Tommy Nakano face and fucking Tam lost her shit. It was great. <laughs> Tommy's hilarious. I can't believe I don't know. they gave Utami a personality. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why they have not been doing this like since she started wrestling. <laughs> they wait till she has the run at the top to finally show she's got a personality. It's insane. Uh, but you know, I really, you know, not even up for debate. I ten times prefer the five star match they had. Uh don't know why this one didn't really hit home for me. Maybe it's just because the high standards that the five star match they had 
held because that was, of course, the time they're both champions. Tam kind of stepped it up during five star after having a terrible fucking title reign. And then Utami, of course, was hitting on all cylinders. So uh, maybe that's why. I don't know. This one, this one was, it was good. Like, it wasn't like terrible or anything, but like very disappointing to me after, you know, giving their uh, five star match such high praise and having such high hopes for this one as well. Yeah, I thought it was a little bit of a shame. Like, I, I thought it was going to be better than it was, but then I was like, oh, well, it's a Cinderella first-round match that's gone to a time limit draw yeah. in 10 minutes. <clears throat> what, what more can I ask for? Uh, I don't know. I wonder who the fuck decided we should watch this match. Oh, yeah, that was me. True. <laughs> <laughs> No, she's over here. She's like, I, I wonder why. She was like, I wonder why I got we got this match. You fucking picked it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought it'd be better than it was. I was like, hmm. time limit draw in ten minutes. That doesn't yeah. sound too bad. And then I was like, oh. Hopefully, whenever they do have another singles match, because I mean, I'm sure they'll have another one that oh, it, yeah. you know definitely steps above this one. Because like I said, five star. Yeah, because five stars usually just a bunch of fucking rematches anyway. <laughs> That's why I don't like five stars. That and like the champions in it, and I hate I hate round robin tournaments where the champions in it because it's so fucking stupid. Uh, I, just going rant about fucking that. Like, if the prize is a title shot, why would the champion be in the tournament? It was like, oh well, what if the winners from the other block? Cool, but you just wasted nine potential title matches if they retain. So, yeah, why? you could have you could have added Zoe Lucas into this. Yeah, exactly. See, I yeah. see the vision. Yeah, the vision <laughs> is there. <laughs> but yeah, they went to a draw, so they're both eliminated. And I think Nagi moves on to the semifinals. Fucking hell. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Tragic. <laughs> um, after that, it was probably the best match. Um. Of the show, it was Kagome versus Fukenda. Oh, this wasn't the best match of the show. This is the best starter match in the last three years. <laughs> this is the greatest example of pro wrestling. If you ask somebody what is pro wrestling, you show them this match. You know what? Not enough people are putting respect on their carry on Yama. People, dog, like I, I said it when I was watching the latest show, I'm like, Yoniyama has more of a Joshi goat case than most of the top wrestlers in Joshi right now. <laughs> so, I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> like, I don't know. People only know her as, like, comedy person. I'm like, bro, y'all need to go back in the way that machine. Yoniyama's the shit. And even now, she's still good. <laughs> not like, haha, clown woman. But I'm like, yeah, watch the clown woman, like, wrestle. Yeah, she's fun. Yeah, she's doing this because she's funny, but she's really good at wrestling. Uh, this was like I said, Pika Pro Wrestling. Koguma ate Fukugen's cigarette and then proceeded to choke and pass out. Fukugen made sure she was dead to cover her, and <laughs> it didn't work. Uh, then she tried to do her uh, little corner spot where they always boot her out of the way. So Fukugen uh, grabs the ref. And tries to get the ref to uh, do the Fukigen death spot. And I think <laughs> he reverses the Irish whip, talk, tosses Yoniyama into the corner, and he and she gets booted again. 
Uh, just incredible, incredible pro wrestling. Just like I said, this is the greatest thing ever. Uh, but ultimately, Koguma gets the win with her uh, little uh, pinning move. And thank God, because I love Koguma and she should win the tournament. I mean, I, I completely agree. If she doesn't, then realistically, who will? The beast I will become if Koguma wins the tournament and gets the Cinderella dress. It's crazy. <laughs> she is going to get her hair cut. That was my stepdad. He came to ask. He was like, where's your mother? <laughs> I was like, oh. I thought, <laughs> I thought you were like Kogura. I was like, yep, yeah, she's going to get a haircut. <laughs> no. <Nah. laughs> uh, but yeah, the animal will become if Kogura gets the uh, Cinderella dress. <laughs> uh, moving on. What was the, what was the next match? Uh, Hazuki versus Miyu Amasaki. Oh, yeah. Mia Masaki is really good. Milano hit a slam dunk with this trainee. <laughs> I'm uh, starting to wonder where these like new trainees just like across the board are coming from. Because I don't think I've seen like a bad trainee in Joshi in a while. I don't know. Uh, what year did Unagi come out the TJW Dojo? <laughs> 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 uh, uh yeah, I don't know. Everybody's just getting really good trainees. Uh but I think Miyu's probably the best trainee for stardom in quite a little bit. Uh this is the first rookie that Milano has gotten to train from the ground up. And that's very apparent. I don't know if you've seen Milano matches, but if you've seen a Milano match and you watch Miyu Amasaki, you're like, Yeah, this is a Milano trainee. <laughs> I think I've seen a few of his matches, like I can see where where they're coming from. Yeah. The the little pedigree face buster move. I was like, yeah. Mm-hmm. I know. Yep. <laughs> I'm just waiting for her to do the, uh, what's it called? The, I think it's called the Artesian or the, I think it's the Artesian shoe collection or something like that. Uh, it's this move where he does a springboard, like he's going for a springboard moonsault and just kind of does a, like the whisper in the wind. It's kind of like a core screw. Everybody needs to do that. That shit rules. Oh, no. It's called the Italian Shoe Exchange. That's what it's called. <laughs> Sick. Alano had a lot of great movements. Uh, but, yeah, she is really, really good. Because, like, if you take a look at Lady C, it's like, okay. Okay. Has a ways to go. This girl is ready. <laughs> uh, but, unfortunately for her, she drew Hazuki in the first round. And Hazuki said, I was trained by Naino Takahashi. <laughs> I was trained by Nana and Yoshiko. I am not letting you live. <laughs> I feel like, to be fair, Hazuki was probably like the best opponent for her to have. Yeah, dude, the best Ricky matches is where they get ultimately abused. <laughs> <laughs> they have a good show on, but ultimately they just get brutalized, and that's kind of you know that's what Hazuki did here. She let her have it all. But interesting enough, Hazuki didn't win with the Brain Buster. She didn't win with the Hazuki Stroll. She won with the, uh, like, uh, it's, it's called, Batista called it the Beast Bite. I don't know the actual move for it. It's like the Rings of Saturn with the cross face. She won with that, oh, yeah. and I was like, what? Okay. I don't know why, but I don't think I I've ever seen her. Attention. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen her pinned anybody with that, so. I think uh, I've seen her do the move, but I just, no, I've, I've seen her do the move. I, that's why yeah. I said I've never seen her beat anybody with it. <laughs> I think like I must have stopped watching because 
I just looked up and she was like doing the cross face and I'm like, okay. <laughs> and then she won and I was like, hang on, let me backtrack this. <laughs> like, I'm going to try that one more time. <laughs> and then I was like, I'm stealing that move. <laughs> uh, yeah. So what does that, what does that leave us with? Uh, uh, Shuri and Amy. The body Amy card? Yeah. I was going to say Amy Saray. I'm not pronouncing her last name, so she's the body in the guard here. Yeah, that'll do. Yeah. It popped up on her Titantron body Amy guard. I was like, what in the world <laughs> is this? This is the greatest pro wrestler of all time. Set it on. Body Amy guard. <laughs> I said on Twitter, it's good that Stardom finally has a actual powerhouse wrestler. Because uh, Lady C and Hameka are not that. <laughs> Lady C is going the giant Baba route. Hameka's trying to be an all-around wrestler, and she stopped doing concussion bombs, so she lost her status as powerhouse. Uh, good to see an actual powerhouse in the company. Uh, she did basically the pounce with a shoulder block. It was crazy. <laughs> I think Hameka's just big lady. She's bigger than everybody else. Yeah, that's literally it. She's not a powerhouse to me. <laughs> uh, anyway, he's actually powerhouse. And not only that, Shuri was selling her ass off for Amy here. Oh, yeah, this is like her new child. Yeah, she was like, I'm going to make you look incredible. Like, she neck bumped on the shoulder block. I was like, oh, yeah, that's the good stuff right there. Get all this flippy-do nonsense. You need neck bumps on shoulder blocks. Uh, Like I said, really? You know what? Great first match for Amy and Stardom to introduce her into the company. Really, really good. It uh, wasn't like blow away match or anything, but good match, good introduction. That's all you need. Uh, also, she was protected quite well because she lost because she tied up every limb of her body up and <laughs> she had no choice. Uh, then uh, she was like, yo, that was fun. Uh, we're going to be called God's Eye now. And uh, Mariah comes out. She folds her jacket. She goes, folds her DDM jacket and was like, yo, I want to join God's Eye. And she was like, yo, you sure about that? <laughs> uh, and she was like, yeah, I, DDM's not very good if you're going to leave, so <laughs> uh, I need to leave, too. That really upset my... She was, like, crying backstage. Well, she shouldn't have hurt Waka, and she should have been good at wrestling if she wanted me to feel bad. <laughs> so. uh, but yeah, this is the core trio for God's Eye, and they have a mystery partner debuting also with them on the upcoming loop of stardom shows. Don't know who it'll be. Don't know if I really care, but I'm just going to say it's Konami and move on with my day. Yeah, people have been saying Konami. I think people have been saying like another outsider. But then I'm thinking, like, who's, who is Sherry friends with that isn't Hikaru Shida that can realistically wrestle in stardom? Uh, Rena Shingaki's coming back. I wish. I see it. She comes in the blue gear. Dog, that'd be... Oh, God, I hope that's the case. We're all see those money, Rena Shingaki's (laughs) leg. At least can she return the blue gear to Shuri? Yeah, I like that gear. Can, like, the body image art wear it or something? (laughs) Like, oh. Uh, Yeah, honestly, don't know. Hmm. Possibly somebody from one of the companies they're working with. Uh, uh, yeah, that's probably the most realistic option is somebody from one of the other companies that they're working with. 
I don't think it'll be a new signing. Dude, they do not need any more signings. We don't need like 30 first round Cinderella matches next year. We do not need that. Please <laughs> uh, don't sign any more people. Stop. Stop right now. Wait till some people it's... leave, retire, and then you can go back on your ways. I was say, I hope it's not Sue coming back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think she's a little preoccupied. Yeah, she's too busy doing that thing she was doing at the um, Rebel and Enemy show. Listen, they said, do you want to do this or you want to go back to stardom? She said, well, I don't want to go back to stardom. <laughs> she was like, well, you know what? I just bought this new whip. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, yeah, I just opened this bar in Shinjuku, so like, yeah, no. I, yeah, no. <laughs> well, I've got friends, sorry. <laughs> yeah, I got a business, I got friends, uh, you know, I don't, I don't really need to start a bank. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really need the money, I got a bar. <laughs> people, you know, people paying in a bar, come on now. <laughs> uh, but yeah, first round was what it was. Uh, will we cover any other Masters tournament? Probably not, but. <laughs> yeah, maybe the final, but. Yeah. Depends what's happening around that time as well. And depends what else they put on that final show. I mean, they might put something good on it, but knowing how look it'll be final, probably like Yanagi and fucking Poi. <laughs> <laughs> no, we need, the streets need Unagi and Sayaka and Tani. <laughs> <laughs> Please, not again. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that was it for the first round. I'm sure if you listen to Stardom's Quest, Dylan and Alex were a lot nicer than us. Because they, nah, Alex doesn't they really like care about Dylan. No, Alex <laughs> does not like Stardom. Dylan does. <laughs> Alex does not. Alex won't say it because he, you know, wants them views, but he don't like Stardom. <laughs> uh, anyway, moving on to the Dragon Gate Corican for Knessa's retirement show. Uh, final burst out. Uh, I will get to all the information that I listened to Jay talk about on the podcast yesterday whenever we get to, you know, Knessa's final match because most of it is involving him. And then there's like some little tidbits about what he thinks about the future of Dragon Gate that it could be fun to spitball after talking about this show. So I'll hand it over to you. Oh. I don't have the card up. <laughs> oh my god, that's great. Well, why are you doing that? I know the first match of the show. All right. So the first match of the show was uh, the Young Natural Vibes uh, team of uh, Jackie Funky Kame and UT versus D-Courage, the Open the Twin Gate Tag Champions. Uh, Dragon Die, who's also the Brave Gate Champion, who's got SB Kenzo on the fifth. Uh, and uh, the Big Hawk, what's his name? Yuki Yoshioka. There we go. I only know him as the Big Hog now. I, yeah, I don't call him Yuki. I call him the Big Hog. So, like, that's all I know him as. Uh, this match, they had another. I think we watched their first one they had. Because uh, they had one soon after, like, D Courage won the Twin Gate belts. Uh, well, at least Maybe I watched it. Because I vaguely remember it. Sorry. Or at least I watched it. But this is also really good. This was basically a Kness tribute match. This was the this was like I don't want to say it's like a Toymon tag match, but it's basically Lucha Rules, Brave Gate well not for Brave Gate wrestlers, because I don't think you be a show because a Brave Gate wrestler. But uh for Brave Gate style wrestlers, just all leaving it out there. 
you got to see everybody hit the move they got from Kness. Kame is the only one in this match who didn't get a move from Kness, uh, which I have a little info about some of the moves that were passed out from Kness. Uh, as far as this match goes, uh, so Dragon Die got the Vampire Scissors, which uh, is the move where the opponent is sitting on the top rope, and Dragon Die also climbs to the top rope, but he's standing to like the side of him, and he kind of like jumps in the air and then comes down and takes him down with the head scissors. Uh, Yuki Yoshioka got the Darkness Buster, uh, and that's the Cutthroat Brain Buster move, and UT got. Uh, here, well, here I'll go into the stories of, about the moves. Uh, you got the card up? Uh, yeah. I okay. <laughs> okay. But getting into the like uh story about these moves uh, and why you pass them down. Uh, actually, the because we saw Yoshina pa- pass down his moves. Uh, everybody in this match, I believe, got one. I'm pretty sure Kame got one. Uh, oh yeah, he did. He did. Never mind. He got. Uh, I think it was the uh, Torbagino and like the uh, scissors fin, but um. Basically, uh, Daya had came up to him and asked him if he could teach him the vampire scissors and if it was okay for him to use it. And Jay said, Kinesa basically said, do I look like I can still do that? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Please take the move and do it better than I did. So he gave that to Daya. Uh, Yuki Yoshioka, he gave him the Darkness Buster because that was his move as Darkness Dragon uh, when he was in Toymon, who was the rival to Dragon Kid. Uh, and because Yuki Oshioka was uh, Daya Inferno, who was the rival to Dragon Daya, who is the people of Dragon Kid, he said he knows Yuki. He says Yuki knows how to tap into the darkness, so it was only fitting that he would get that move. Uh, and also, uh, Ut wanted either the uh, some. I don't know what the one move is called. I know it's something with Hikari in it, it's like the act or something with an A and then the Hokari and then or the Hikari no Wa. They're both light moves. Both of them mean light but in different variations. Hmm. But uh Kness saw the uh Hikari no Wa and the I think it's called like the Akura Hikari or something as a set of light moves so he gave them both to UT so UT could be the light in Dragon Gate. Uh so those are why he gave them out to those people and the reason behind them. Uh and we'll talk about that talk about other ones later uh but uh basically this was just them going all out for kness and of course the twin gate champion team won uh dia won with the firebird splash after the darkness buster so big momentum for them uh before we get into the next match i do want to mention uh, a few days before the show they held a show uh, i don't remember the town's name but uh zebrats were doing a beatdown on natural vibes and then hip-hop kikuda popped back up made his return uh, and SP Kento was clapping for him. He was like, Kikuda, welcome back. And Kikuda hit tagged him and laid out Heo. Basically said he wasn't joining Zebrats. He was going to return uh, in the same place that he got hurt on uh, 5 5 and Aichi. Uh, that he's back at 100%. And he's going to start from the bottom and carve his own path. So nice to see Kikuda back. He's finally got his good hair back. It's not joining Zebrats, which I figured was the case because Skywalker's there now. and Skywalker was the person he got hurt against. So, uh, yeah, that's a little bit weird. <laughs> so, good to see him back. Uh, go ahead with the uh, second match. Okay, so after that, it was a six man tag with Ita, Ryo Fuda, and Strong Machine J versus Ishin Ihashi. Mm-hmm. All right, yeah. Uh, La Estrella and Takashi Yoshida. 
Mm-hmm. I need to get some glasses because I can't see my fucking laptop at all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Maria was not on the show. Uh, and she might she might have been sick because she was watching it. She posted about it. And usually if somebody is like hurt or can't be on the show, they're usually still there. And they took like this big picture with Kness before the show and she wasn't there either. So she might be sick or something. But uh, Edith's here. He's been teaming with Strong Machine J on the house show loop. Uh, loop and they've been pretty successful so uh and this match was just you know fun match whatever it was like nothing crazy but it was just a match you know it got strong machine j a win i think over australia but i do have some notes from that interview about some of the people regarding in this match i think this is probably the best way to go about it instead of doing it all at the end but uh jay said that uh that Ida is becoming the biggest baby face in the company that before, like when he first uh, got split from R.E.D., Maria had to rally the crowds, you know, like clap for his entrance. Now it just kind of happens. Like he's on the verge of probably being the biggest baby face in the company going into the summer, Uh, which is understandable. Uh, And also that he thinks that when we talk about Jason Lee later tonight, uh, he probably thinks that either D courage or Jason will end up joining whatever is happening with Ida and Maria. Cause he doesn't think that's over yet. He thinks that's probably going to be a continuing thing, which I mean, it probably should be based on the reactions it got. <laughs> <laughs> it, it probably should be. Uh, also that um, some of the guys, they've already gotten visas for some of the younger guys and they're planning on sending them out on excursion. And, uh, Australia is definitely going to be first candidate to go to Mexico and stay at like Ultima Dragon's house or whatever, uh, and train down there and work shows down there because he was the first gimmick that Ultimo Dragon put together, uh, when he came back to Dragon Gate and yeah, he needs it. So it's good to hear because like I said, I think Australia is very botchy at times, and I think some time in Mexico could help him out a lot because, I mean, Yuki Oshioka went to Mexico, and now he's just putting in great performances every time we watch him. So I think that could be good for him. And uh, also thinks that we'll probably see Machine J in a unit this summer, which I hope so because I like Strong Machine J, and I think they should unmask him because I heard he's handsome, and I'm trying to see. Yeah, they should do that. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I, I forgot who it was. I, I think it was during the Dragon Gate generation, uh, Toymon generation, and R.E.D. Uh, storyline. I think it was Maria or like KZ. One of the two there, like, yeah, Jay's like really handsome under the mask. <laughs> yeah, so what are you waiting for? Unmask him. <laughs> yeah. Do a mask versus Sarah Hatch. I'd lose. Uh, but yeah, he'd have had his. Oh, yeah. Before we move on to the next match, since it's probably relevant to talk about this now. Uh, Ida had his GAC Junior Heavyweight title, and before this was English commentary was only on for half of the show because uh, they had a cable that just went out. And Jay's gonna get it fixed, but there was just nothing they could do at one point. Uh, and he was just like, "Ho ho, you you know about uh, insignificant belts from insignificant wrestling companies? What is that belt that Ida has right there?" <laughs> Uh, oh god jay must have had a crystal ball actually uh great great you know this great banter all right you can go ahead and talk about the next match okay so we had bb hawk and hio versus problem dragon and punch tamilago uh this is basically a mad blanky alumni match plus hio uh everybody in this match was with with kness i think kness was in mad blanky when uh Punch was in. I know he was in there when Monchan was in there, and I don't know if Hulk was still there when he joined, 
but they're all former Mad Blanky members. Uh, it caught me off guard because Punch and Monchon, they jump, got a jump start, and like Monchon almost beat yo. He hit the problem. I was like, oh my God. I was like, Monchon's going to win? But nah, that, that, nah, can't have nice things. So, <laughs> uh, so yo wanted the Hikari no Wa from Kness, but of course, Kness said no and gave it to UT. And so Hio developed this pinning move that is similar to the card. I want to say that, but not really. It's very goofy looking, and he calls it the Bami Shiri Noah, and that's what he wins here. He just basically rolls around with him. Uh, he was like, "Well, if I can't have the card Noah, I'm just gonna make my own." I mean, why not? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Hio, I, from when we first started watching Dragon Gate to now, the leaps and bounds that he's made, just amazing. This dude's so so entertaining. Um, after that, it was Diamante and Takumiya Fujiwara. Fujiwara. This was really, really good. So, Jay said on commentary the reason this match is happening is because it had gotten a lot of praise on the house show loop. They ran it. And uh, referee Nakagawa called it the best match he's seen in a long time. The one they had on the house show loop. So they decided to do this match again here. And wow. <laughs> Takuma Fujiwara has been wrestling five months. That's insane. <laughs> yeah, that is insane. Because this match was incredible and it was like seven minutes uh fujiwara does a body press to jump start he does he climbs on the post and does a uh flipping senton out to diamante to the crowd oh yeah i want to mention this is a not it's full capacity coworking but not full capacity there's still like a minor limit on tickets they can sell uh but it's practically full capacity and it's packed out like this whole venue is packed uh so like now people are audibly breaking the uh noise rule to because this match is so good uh and they do it again in the main event but man this is just really good uh and diamante of course he was there was no way he was gonna win but Takuma Fujiwara kicked out of the Volto finale. Nobody has kicked out of the Volto finale, so that's big. But he gets hit with the second one, and of course he loses. Uh, wow. Just really, really good match. Yeah, this is great. I mean, I watched this on, like, double the speed. So it was, like, two minutes long. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to rush through this show because I didn't have time, but... I I would actually go back and rewatch this match. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, like I said, it was seven minutes. It was not long at all, and compared and what they did in the match, it was all fast. So <laughs> probably felt like three. Uh, yeah, I mean, with everybody diving about, I was like, hang on a second. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh yeah, do it. Ran quirk and Joe. Uh, but uh, speaking of Diamante, uh, Jay said he thinks that Shun and Diamante versus D Courage has to be the match where D Courage eventually loses the twin gate belts. He thinks that because uh, uh Shun and Diamante had a match against La Australia and it might have also been Fujiwara, weirdly enough. And they just ran through them. 
uh, and they just look like a world machine. And uh, D Courage have said that they're not joining the unit until they just possibly they need to. And going back to the Maria and Ida thing, he thinks that facing uh, Shun and Diamante is going to be the situation to make them want to go, okay, we need some help because there's just too many people. Which honestly is a good strategy and also because I think Diamante should get a twin gate run or any belt at all because this dude is so good. <laughs> I mean, hopefully, but you never know. I, I hope that um, they don't join a uh, unit. Oh, if I don't like what with, they're doing. If they join up with Ida Marie, I'm not going to complain. Cause, I mean, well, yeah, I won't complain about unit? that. Because who's going to be in this unit? Okay. Yeah, there's going to be those four crackheads and we're away, but other than that, I would prefer that if they just didn't join a dog, unit. Dog, if Ida, Maria, and D Courage are in a unit, the amount of merch they're going to sell <laughs> astronomical. <laughs> uh, anyway, let me move on to the next match. Okay, so um, we had another six-man tag. It was Kai, SB Kanto, and Shu Skywalker versus Be- uh, Benke, Big Boss Shimizu, and Jason Lee. Big Ben, back again. Uh, we've actually reviewed a Big Ben match, weirdly enough, in the past. <clears throat> uh, Big Ben, our former Twin Gate champions, multiple times. And actually, Ben, Shimizu, and Jason were all in maximum together. So this was a maximum reunion. That's why Shimizu, Shimizu tried to get them both to throw up the first finger salute. And they are like, no, <laughs> dude. That was like 2018. Can you stop? That was uh, like 20 new factions ago. <laughs> yeah. All right. We have like 20 units since then. We don't remember that. Uh, uh, but... uh. Basically, this is the ongoing storyline of everybody wanting Jason Lee. And at the next Gorkin, they're going to have a match to decide who has the right to negotiate with Jason Lee. And Jason Lee does not have to join the unit that wins the match. They just have the right to negotiate with him. So, like, Jason could flat out say, I don't want to join your unit if they win the match and just go about his business. Uh, but uh, since all the units want, want him, Rio Saito said, we need to like get this situated to where he only negotiates with one unit and then that's his decision. Uh, this whole match was Shun choking Jason because Shun says, and I quote, that Jason belongs to him and he is his property. So he does not know why these other units are trying to get involved. <laughs> uh, but lots of miscommunication because uh, Shimizu splashes uh, Jason on accident and Ben misses a spear and hits Jason on accident, and then Shun puts him away with the SSW. Then afterwards, Jason is just shoving Shimizu and Ben and demanding they apologize to him, a la when Shun was in Masquerade and demanded an apology from Jason and Koda, kind of becoming Shun, and then Shun held his hand, and like Jason is over here going off, so he doesn't even notice, and then... He feels shouldn't touch his hair, and then he just like looks over slowly, and then tries to run away. Oh, <laughs> uh, this uh, Shin is so unhinged now. This is great. This is fantastic. Yeah, I do. I do enjoy unhinged Shin at the moment. <laughs> Dude's a lunatic. <laughs> uh, but I'm uh, interested to see how they go about this uh, trios match. I think it 
well, I think we know the participants now. It's a uh, KZ, Big Boss, and Kame, Hio, Hulk, and Shun, and I think Yamato, Benkei, and Kagatora, maybe. Um, basically, I want him to go anywhere that's not high end. Okay, that's my <laughs> that's not <my> two cents. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm sure you they won't go to high end. Hey, apparently your motto is supposed to work like fucking Impact or something before the pandemic. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Jay's like, yeah, he's supposed to work like Impact or something before the pandemic. I was like, yo, I don't... Hi. Hopefully that doesn't happen again, but... Yeah. <laughs> Let's hope Impact forgot about that. Yeah. Um, so... The other match, uh, the other six-man tag match was the gold class team of Kaito Ishida, Kota Minora, and Ricky Doi versus the hey, high-end hey, team. Hey, 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 hey. What? what? <laughs> With Minorita. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah, he's got a little jacket now. You can't just forget about him. Yeah, I can't, can't forget about the jacket. Um... Yeah. <laughs> Versus the high-end team of Kagatori, Kaisuke Okuda, and Yamato, Impact star. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that we are treating Kaisuke Okuda like the jobber he is. That's all we'll say. He just gives me weird vibes. He really does. Yeah, because it's not good. His <laughs> um, two best matches... Hair in the tan. His <laughs> two best matches are with Kaito Ishida and UT, and that's because they are super motivated. <laughs> uh, but... Minorita does the Yamato pose and Yamato chases him out of the building. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then that leaves Okuda and Kagator alone. And Kota Minora said, Okuda, you're a jobber. And pins him with the Falcon Arrow to beat him. <laughs> it doesn't even hit his finish. Uh, and then uh, they're like, yo, we're Triangle Gate champions. But yo, Yamato, where is Minorita? Where is. <laughs> you can't just run away with Minorita. And- Yamato just kind of smiles at him and just leaves. And then three Metal Warriors uh, come out with Minorita in tow. Uh, Metal Warriors are a disguise that Naruki Doi actually introduced in a Dragon Gate uh, whenever a mystery person was joining the Hill Stable. Uh, Zebras recently used Metal Warriors whenever they uh, invaded Noah. Uh, so like Doi's kind of confused he's like yo that's my thing <laughs> and <laughs> basically they signed a real Saito signed a singles match at the next Corrigan with one of the Metal Warriors versus Minorita so I'm assuming these three are challenging for the Triangle Gate belts at uh, Aichi I don't know who it could be so I'm, just, I'm not even going to try to make a guess <laughs> could be anybody it could be someone from Impact for all we know no, stop <laughs> <laughs> So, um, it was the 10-man tag match after that, which I, I remember none of this, but um, it was Gen Hiroguchi, Kinichiro Arai, Kono Ichikawa, Ultimo Dragon, and Yasushi Kanda, Kanda? Yeah, versus Don Fuji, um, Asaki Mochizuki, Shuji Kondo, Super Shisha, and See, Chi Hoko boy. Boy. This yeah, is the Kness Forever 10 man tag, which is just all his uh, fellow Torimon graduates, and then, of course, Ultimo Dragon, who's the head. 
uh, of uh, Toymon. And it was just, you know, it was just old men being old men. <laughs> That's all it was. <laughs> like, I mean, you, you can skip this. There really is nothing. It's just old man being old man. So. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I remember nothing of it. So, anyway. <laughs> um, It was the main event, the match we'd all been waiting for. Dragon Kid and KZ versus Kness and Susumu Yoko Suka. Yeah. Yokosuka, they are yeah. Kaneska. Uh, they are the they were the first, technically one of the first tag teams in Dragon Gate or Toymon who decided to actually be a tag team. Um, so to dive into Kaness a little bit, uh, Kaness growing up, he only wanted to be in New Japan Pro Wrestling, except he was short, and so every so first he joined Animal Hamaguchi's gym. Because two ways into uh, New Japan at that time was you send in some tapes and they bring you in for an interview and decide if you want to join or not. Uh, or you go to Animal Hamaguchi's gym and Hiroshi Hase would come in and kind of, you know, take a look at everybody. And Beat the shell of you, really. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Kness would train hard and hard. He would bulk up. He would do all these things, and then he was basically first time. Hase was just like, "Listen, you're too short for someone your size. You got to find something that makes you stand out." And then he, there was a point where Kness just flawlessly passed this without breaking a sweat, and he was just like, "You're too short." So uh, Kness had like no hopes of making New Japan. But this was around the time of the first J-Cup and Great Sasuke was making waves and Mijinoku Pro Wrestling was getting some buzz. So he joined the Mijinoku Pro Wrestling Dojo and did their entrance exam, uh, which is like half of the New Japan exam. So it was like easy. And he was training for, and basically he didn't do much. He was just dropping into Taka. He was like the guy that Taka perfected the Mijinoku driver on. Uh, he perfected by just dumping Kness on his head like every night. Uh Love that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and he was shining in the dojo, and he wanted his finisher to be a moonsault. Uh, but Taco was like, yo, you got He was like, if you do this moonsault, you're going to have to do it every night. So, like, I recommend not because your knees are going to be terrible. Uh, so, of course, he was like, yeah, maybe not. And he went away from that. And uh, basically, he eventually left the dojo due to, a, you know, bullying the regular 90s Puro dojo tropes uh and you know he you know freelanced did some indies he started wearing red he the wrestler he wanted to originally emulate was chigusa nagayo uh weirdly enough uh and that sounds like it's a joke (laughs) it's not a joke it's the truth it's the truth uh and he started working this one indie and this indie I believe, I can't remember if it was owned by Taru or something, but it merged with the Ultimo Dragon Gym. And one of the guys who was also like uh, like running the company with Taru, uh, he told Ultimo, he was like, yo, this kid is talented. Do you, can you like find something for him, please? Um, and Ultimo seemingly thought that Kness was the guy's trainee when he was just like his assistant. So he was like, "Oh well, if this is his trainee, then I, you know, I got to help him out." So he, he kind of got tricked. <laughs> well, not really, because he was like, "Yo, can you help him out?" And Ultimo thought he was his trainee. <laughs> uh, so you know, he went to Toymon. Uh, 
you know, he did some stuff and then eventually came back as Darkness Dragon. He, you know, basically had this big long career, but he always had this injury bug of where most modern fans don't know him is because he got injured at all the wrong times. Like whenever Dragon Gate was getting that international buzz, he got hurt. Uh, and his best run, like nobody was really watching Dragon Gate at the time. It was kind of like a down period. Um, but, you know, as you know, time went on. Uh, Kness and Masato Yoshino, the Open and Brave Gate Championship, we talk about it all the time. There's a defense. They are the two founding fathers of that division. Um, and, you know, Kness has had longer. He's like one of the most iconic figures in the history of Torimon and Dragon Gate. And the reason for everybody being in this match, uh, as it is, uh, Jay said that truthfully, Kness, like, probably can't, doesn't even have one match left in him. But, since it's a tag match and it's with three people that he knows he can trust to carry him if need be, uh, he can do it. And there's like that mythical myth of whenever he sees Susumu Yokosuka in trouble, his body is able to do things that uh, he couldn't do regularly. It just kind of happens. Uh, that was a myth they kind of started whenever uh, he turned on Matt Blanky because he saw Susumu in trouble and just jumped to help him. Uh, and of course, Dragon Kids, his lifelong rival, his eternal rival, uh, that eventually became his tag partner. Uh, and he's held the Twin Gate Championship twice one with uh, Susumu, the other with Dragon Kid. And then KZ's here because he was KZ's main coach on the dojo. And he took a liking to KZ for whatever reason. Uh, when he came to the dojo, he, he took a li- liking to him. Uh, and KZ had this reputation. Uh, starting out of being this uh, party boy and event and Kness is like this very calm, nice person who doesn't really get angry. But one time he got really frustrated with KZ and kind of like yelled at him. And, you know, KZ kind of thought this is like, Oh, uh, I disappointed him. And then Kness was just like, no, he was like, I only raise my voice at people who are worth the time. Uh, and he helped KZ get his body in the right shape whenever Tozawa left, and KZ was looking to make his next leap up the card. Uh, Kness helped him diet it and kind of like, you know, carried him wrong. Like, you know, Kness, I mean, KZ just saw him as like his mental word, and Kness sees KZ as his little brother, so that's why he's here. Uh, and, you know, it was already out there. It was a heavy moment. Uh, Kness and K, or not Kness, uh, KZ and Dragon Kid had matching gear. Uh, KZ's is new. I think kids, this isn't new, but he's had this before. Um, and basically, I think this one's better than the Yoshino retirement match because uh, the Yoshino retirement match it had a good story of his body breaking down as the match progressed, but this was just a fast-paced action from start to finish. Uh, it's also crazy to think about that Kness has double vision, so he wrestled this whole match with, like, double vision and like herniated disc or something in his neck Jesus or something. Christ. Yeah. Like <laughs> he was doing all this like this. Uh, and it, it's just a really good match. Like you really can't do it justice in words. Like, um, there was one part where, uh, KZ and kid went for the, uh, like the assisted ultra or not the ultra hurricane Rana, but the hurricane Rana off the person's shoulders that dragon kid usually does. And Susumu just does an avalanche death Valley driver. <laughs> dragon kid. I was like, Jesus Christ, that had to hurt. Uh, but eventually the final two come down to KZ and Kness. And usually on the outside, you see the other two fighting, but at that point, 
uh, Susumu and Dragon Kid just kind of stopped and just watched uh, Kness and Casey have their moment. Like, Casey's already on the verge of tears, and he's going after Kness. He's hitting all his big moves, but Kness is kicking out. And then Kness is, like, before the final strike, uh, Kness kind of offers himself up, telling Casey to do it. And, you know, Casey's, like, he's, like, crying. He busts off the ropes. He hits him with the final uh, uppercut. He pins him for the win and then just, like, immediately hugs him. And, like, uh, usually, you know, like, throughout the rest of the match, uh, Susumu was breaking covers, but him and Dragon Kid just kind of watched and just let the pin happen. And then, you know, right after, Casey just kind of hugs him and just sits there for a moment. Uh, Dragon Kid and Susumu hug on the outside and then all get in the ring to have their moment. Uh, Kness, all people from Kness's uh, past kind of come in and give him flowers. Uh, Awashi uh, representing Toriman. Nane Takahashi and somebody else is here representing Anima Hamaguchi's gem. Uh, representatives from Mijinoku Pro. Uh, just everybody. They have their moment. Uh, no Kness and Susumu. Well, first Ultimo comes out. He says his piece with Kness. And then Susumu also says his. Uh, you know, Kness has his whole retirement ceremony. Throw him in the air. Very, very good way to go out. Just a really fun retirement. And uh, I don't really know. I wish uh, the English commentary didn't go down so I could hear what Kness said to Susumu because he said something that uh, kind of you know motivated him or something. I don't remember what it was, but it pushed him forward. And today, Susumu actually ended up pinning Kai and is challenging for the Dreamgate Championship on five five. So, uh, you know, nice way to go out for Kness. Like I said, I think I prefer this over the Yoshino match. Yeah, I mean, I don't think I'd, I have much to add. Yeah. <laughs> you pretty much summed it all up. Yeah. <laughs> had to get that had to get that backstory cuz like to a lot of people KZ was the odd man out of being in this, but you know, it means a lot to, means a lot to Kness. So, uh and with that being said, Susumu challenging Kai for a 5-5 five five, uh is going to be good and also there's a sp- stipulation that Kai said he has and will only do this match under these conditions, but he hasn't said what they are, so it's kind of kind of interesting, kind of odd. I wonder what it'll be. Um, also, speaking of, before we move on, uh, Kness is also giving out the D3, which is a cross-arm sit-out powerbomb, but he has not kind of broken the silence on who he's given it to. He just told them to use it whenever the time is right, so I'll be on the lookout for that. But, yeah, I guess uh, we'll find out soon. Yeah. Uh, but moving on, we watched WWF Raw, which is a, <laughs> a big turnaround. <laughs> yeah, I mean, natural progression from uh, Kinesis' retirement to uh, WWF Raw from the 26th of February 2001. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it was live from America West Arena in Phoenix, Arizona, straight after... No, no way out. One. The show actually opens with uh, the recap from No Way Out with Rock winning the Ooh. WWF title. Yeah, really good pay per view if you've never seen it. Yeah, it's like the second best Austin versus Triple H match. I think the first best is still when Austin committed murder and dropped Triple H from a car from a floor cl- uh, forklift. Oh yeah, that is definitely <laughs> the best one. <laughs> yeah. Um. So we start off the show with. Uh, the Rock coming out is for his new 
title. Uh, is, it cuts a promo. This might be the best WWF title. <laughs> yeah, this is easily the best one. I love this belt. Uh, um, yeah, he just cuts this, he cuts the very rock promo. He does give yeah. Kurt Angle <laughs> props, which is odd. And then he was like, and then you started crying like a little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, yeah, the, you know, Kurt Angle's great. But he's crying over spilt milk, basically. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then uh, Stone Cold comes out here with his good theme song. And, the best you know, one. yeah. Oh, yeah. Easily. This song will rule it. I don't know why people didn't like it. It was great. Right. <laughs> uh, basically, they talk. And then uh, Stone Cold's like, I'm, I'm glad you're a champion. I want you to be ready. And The Rock's like, what the fuck did you say to me? <laughs> what did you say? You, you just try to be nice to me? Is that what you just tried to do? <laughs> Uh, but you know, this kind of hype up their uh, mania match. I think this is the year that Stone Cold won the Royal Rumble. Yeah, yeah, I thought so because I was like, Why is Stone Cold challenging? and I was like, Oh, yeah, he won the Royal Rumble. At some yeah, point. I'm pretty sure Triple H beat him the night before, <laughs> so that's funny that he actually came out here the next night. I was like, All right, I'm ready for WrestleMania. Um, after that, I think they probably showed more No Way Out clips, but we had Stephanie McMahon in the car park, she was yelling at William Regal because. They're supposed um, to face Trish and Vince, and yeah. William Will Regal was like, "I do not want to do this." <laughs> and Stephanie was like, "Nah, bro, you you gonna wrestle tonight?" Yeah, pretty much. It was just like a lot of back and forth between them two. Whenever we had um, Stephanie and Vince, Trish and like William Regal mm-hmm. backstage segments. Um, but after that, we moved on to a segment with the Radicals, right? Yeah, with uh, Perry Saturn, Eddie, Dean Malenko. Uh, was Terry Moore. there? Was Was Terry there yet? Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, because she joins up with Perry Saturn. I just don't remember when the time. Yeah, she was sat in the background, not doing anything. Okay, okay. And then uh, Benoit yeah. and yeah, and then Benoit <laughs> and Guerrero. So Benoit and Guerrero were part of the four way match for the Intercontinental Championship the night before with X Pac and Jericho, and Benoit was waiting, and Eddie comes in. And then he's like kind of pissed off. He's kind of pissy because you know he's not. Yeah, he ain't win the match. And Ben was like, "What's your problem?" And then Eddie cuts a fantastic promo. Uh, he was like, "He was like, oh, he was like, he was like, oh, you, you trying to be a peacemaker?" He was like, "I can't believe you let a belt come between the two of us." He was like, "Well, if you're the best technical wrestler in the world, let's find out right now. Is <laughs> ready to fight." <laughs> and then uh, Dean was like, "Can you both of y'all just shut?" up and Benoit was like listen we can sit here and fight if we want to I don't have a problem with that he was like or we can do what we do best go out there and we can win and then he's like all right whatever dude let's go uh this is the dissension of the uh radicals Benoit does leave the group before mania I'm positive and Eddie leaves the group post mania because he has this weird storyline with the Hardys before he eventually gets released. Uh, I think for the DUI and then comes back the year later. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, for that timeline. Um, I can't remember if we had another segment where it went straight to the Eddie Benoit match. It went to the tag match. Yeah. So we had um, Chris Benoit and Eddie Guerrero versus just incredible X Pac. One absolute opener. Yeah. Uh, this was the start of X Factor, but they didn't have the base X Factor theme song, so it didn't matter yet. Uh, once again, this was a really, really good tag match. Justin Corredible is pretty solid, and then the other three are like three of the best in ring workers ever. So, uh, 
to say this match was going to be good was, you know, it's putting a hat on the hat. Obvious. Um, but, you know, basically they just built on that tension between Eddie and Benoit in this match. Uh, Benoit broke a pin because Eddie got double super kicked and dragged him to the corner and made the tag. But he actually ended up losing to a cradle pin and, like, Benoit was mad and Eddie just kind of looked down and was like, oh, you lost. <laughs> Yeah, this was like a really good match. Saying it went like what five minutes. Yeah, but most I mean, of the most of the TV from this area was short matches. Which, if if this was like now, people would be complaining. But oh my god, like, yeah, no, <laughs> just I'm the glad. quality of the matches, though. I'm glad that most of the fans that watch wrestling now are like two years old, or two years old when this <laughs> happened, because like this was great. This this TV show has a flow that none of the other wrestling products have now, and it's just great. So, I see what you mean because, like, when you watch Raw today, I feel like we do this every time we want to talk about like 2001, but when you watch Raw today, it all feels really disjointed, and you can tell every segment was done separately. Yeah, you see people complaining, like, oh, yeah, women, the women get five minute matches. Uh, and, yeah, that's a problem because everybody else is getting, like, fucking 20. You go back to this, a match with The Rock and, yeah, The Rock and Stone Cold are coming out here for six minutes. Just having a match. Yeah, like, I mean, you look at this, like, um, like, with Cage Match, it tells you the times and everything, like, the main event, obviously, was the longer match, it was, like, eight minutes, but you, you still had, like, Dean Malenko and Takamichi Noku, which was like three minutes. Derek and which was three minutes. All of this was weird. sick. <laughs> I mean, Lira and Molly Holly was to be desired, but. Yeah. You know. <laughs> <laughs> That's not the point. <laughs> but um, after that, I think we had another segment with Vince and Trish. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. yeah. Regal meets them in the parking lot, and he's like, "Yo, I don't want to have this match." And Vince said, "We're gonna have this match tonight, bro." Yeah, Vince was not having any of this. He was like, "You better do the right thing, or else." <laughs> I was like, "Oh God, all right." Um, my notes after that say Kurt Angle big mad. <laughs> yeah, he he has a backstage promo, and he's just very angry. Yeah, that that was that was pretty much it. Um, no, 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 no. Uh, this he does have a backstage promo. I don't remember much of it, but this was the one where he busts in Vince's office like I'm with the Rock, and he was just like, "No, dude, go." Uh, no, can't you see I'm busy? <laughs> yeah, I'm feeling off some today's over here, bro. You don't go on. Um, but we had uh, Lita and Matt Hardy versus Molly Holly and Crash Holly. For the, it was the number one contenders match for the women's title. Can't remember who was the women's champion at this point. Uh, Ivory, because she was in the right the center. Oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah, because she faces a uh, China at Mania. Yeah, yeah. But what uh, Lita won? Time. I swear, yeah, I swear Lita won the title off Ivory. No, it was China oh, no, at Mania. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they did the storyline uh, where China like had something happen with her neck at Royal Rumble. She came back at Mania in this god tier entrance and like won. 
that she like yeah yeah got released like months later <laughs> yeah i was thinking of um lita in china because i watched the interview with lita and she was talking about her match with china yeah yeah uh but yeah it was like it's crazy because if you take a look back you could argue that the women's division they had at this time although it was still very much like a divas era in ring wise probably a lot better than the one they have today <laughs> not gonna lie maybe across both companies though you have I molly mean... holly ivory lita china sometimes jazz would pop in here and there she pops in like later that year like i think you had jackson at this point as well yeah yeah like like absolute legend absolute workhorses like if dog you, if you put like like Leo you put any of the dog you put jazz in pro wrestling today she's the biggest wrestler in the world like oh, if yeah. you put jazz from this era in wrestling today she's on that jade cargill level except she could work from the get-go so she would be at the top yeah it's like if you gave like any of these women like the chance today like mm-hmm. same era they like them wrestling like a 15 minute match at mania would easily out outdo anything else like oh yeah for sure for sure you know, give me i peak ivory and like peak jazz would supersede fucking charlotte and ronda rousey oh duh i mean duh <laughs> i mean uh, they they do that with a three minute match like 20 years ago yeah, like no, come on. Uh, but yeah, they're still building this uh, mystery woman storyline with Raven and uh, Molly Holly. We'll we'll talk about it here whenever we talk about Jericho and Raven. Uh, Raven, but that's that's her big angle going into Mania. Yeah, which is really strange, but yeah, I don't know who this woman turns out to be. Um, so we had another Regal Trish Vince stuff segment i can't remember what happened i just literally just put that um is it it might be them preparing for the match actually because i know probably at the end of one of the videos is a uh, regal when stephanie walk into the ring i think was it the one where regal accidentally like goes into trish's changing room oh but yeah, yeah that does happen yeah. That, yeah yeah i don't know when it happens but it happened yeah um so yeah, we had a world tag title match, uh, the Dudley Boys versus Haku and Rikishi. One absolute match. <laughs> I love Haku paper. and Rikishi. I would have gave them the belts. They should have. I love Devon Dudley, but Haku and Rikishi are way better than Bubba Ray. I would give them <laughs> the belts. Um, once again, I will never. I will never ever hear a defense for Gorillas of Destiny being awful wrestlers when their dad's Haku. I'm sorry. Haku ruled. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I mean, I really enjoyed this match. It was, like, really quick. Yeah. They were killing each other. Haku um, and Rikishi made a great tag team. I don't know why. Well, probably because they're cousins, but, you know. Yeah. I mean, there is that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, this is a Undertaker and Kane came out to watch because Haku and Rikishi cost them the tag title match the night before. Uh, So Undertaker and Kane was like, yeah, y'all think y'all can come out here and win? I don't don't think so, son. Haku and Rikishi were about to win, but brothers of destruction at the ring. They beat up Haku and Rikishi, but they also beat up the Dusty Boys (laughs) for existing. (laughs) Uh, This is great. (laughs) This is fantastic. The tag division about them was like kind of going crazy as well. Yeah, that's for sure. 
tag division was loaded. Uh, they did drag Bubba Dudley over him, so he would retain the belt. Um, but yeah, this tag division was crazy because you had uh, Edge and Christian, Dudley's Brothers of Destruction, Haku Mikishi, Hardys, and then think about later in the year, you get DDP and Cannon. You still have the APA who were off doing something, the Holly Cousins. Uh, I think Trish and Albert were a thing at this point, but they usually ended pretty soon. You had any of the two, four rattle, uh, rattles, radicals. Tag, tag division was nuts. Uh, I think we had another. So, oh yeah, we had that really weird WWF New York Al Snow. I did not pay attention to that. I was like, oh god, here's Al Snow. He said the word midgets, and I was like, yikes. Age <laughs> uh, like milk. <laughs> yeah, and then I skipped that because I was like, okay, yeah, I forgot how um, terrible WWE was back in oh, 2001. Um, and then we had um, Stephanie McMahon and William Regal versus Trish and Vince McMahon, which this was all just setting up for Vince and Will Regal, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, for the for, for Mania. Well, yeah and no, because the big thing to set that up was him gaslighting Linda. And that's kind of where Shane comes in and is like, yo, I own WCW and I'm going to be the brakes off you. Um, but uh, basically, you know, Trish is uh, Vince's side piece or whatever. Uh, and Stephanie's like, you're not going to do this to my mother, you idiot. Uh, and it turns into a big Russo swerve because they have this bucket of manure, manure and they're going to... Uh, dump it on Stephanie, Regal, Trish, and Vince, and then they turn on Trish, and they do it to her. And he's like, dude, you think I'm turning on my own daughter? Uh, yes. <laughs> You're a uh, Vince yeah. man. <laughs> yeah. Don't just wait, like, two more years. <laughs> yeah, dog. Just we wait have, till like, later this year. You have a whole invasion angle where she owns I mean, ECW. <laughs> I mean, we do, like, 2003 as well, because they had um, yeah, the match. no DQ match. <laughs> Puts her in the camel clutch, yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's weird because you're supposed to feel bad for Trish, but she did just sleep Drug. with this married man, and drugging the mom. Yeah, and <laughs> gaslight and make her watch. Like, yeah, no, I don't know. Yeah, Trish technically is the bad guy, but because we all love Trish Rice, we're like, oh no, the sexy blonde lady. Yeah, was- how could I do this? <laughs> <laughs> the the a terrible old billionaire uh, betrayed the sexy blonde lady. Boo. It's terrible. <laughs> um. So yeah, that was that. I think Trish and Stephanie's story ended after that. Yeah, because they moved into Vincent Shane. And then Trish became like a really good wrestler after this. Yeah, and she wanted so the Rock Strudel. Out. Yeah. Yeah, all works out in the end. Um, after that, we had uh, Takamichi Noku come out and he cut a really weird promo. With About his the... hot girlfriend. Yeah, and the voiceover I felt was a tad bit racist. It was. I'm pretty... I don't know why. This sounded like D'Lo Brown. <laughs> I was like, yo. Probably was. <laughs> but it was It was really uncomfortable. Yeah, uh, it was. I, yeah. I skipped it. 
I was like, yeah, I couldn't do this. I was like, oh, they're going to talk about girlfriend. That's cool. And I was like, wait a minute. What is this? <laughs> it was like, I can't believe within the space of like, what, maybe 10 minutes, she realized how awful WWE was around this time. Like you had <laughs> Al Snow saying the term midgets. You had them abusing Tristratus. And then you had them being racist about Takamichi no <laughs> And Funaki. Like, what is this? And this uh, poor woman was probably just trying to get a paycheck and go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, <laughs> but we had um, a match. It was Dean Malenko, who was the light heavyweight agent, champion. Agent, my, my boy, Agent 007. <laughs> um, he was the light heavyweight champion at the time, which I forgot was that that was a thing. He, him and Taco Michinoku are the only two people I remember with the belt. <laughs> I mean, they're the, probably the only two people that held it. But yeah, they had a match that was like three minutes long and it was really good. Sick. This dude Taco is doing springboard moonsaults to the outside for no reason. On a raw. Like, On a raw where nobody cares about the match. <laughs> yeah. And Malenko said, well, enough of that. I'm going to tell. God. It, uh... I hate that Dean Malenko's last half of his career ended how it did. He definitely could have. If he like popped into today's era, he'd be like a TNT champion or something. He at least won't win a mid card belt. Like, this dude's really good. <laughs> yeah, he'd at least be like North American champion on NXT. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I still think it's crazy he was supposed to come back at like one of the ECW shows and face Benoit and get in a shape. Oh man, that'd have been sick. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I can't remember if we had a, the right sense of promo angle thing. Uh, yeah, this. yeah, we did. That was that was interesting. <laughs> right to censor, great concept. Love the Godfather. Stevie Richards cool. Ivory's cool. Paul Buchanan's here. Val Venus is also here. So the logical thing is to put them in a program with Jerry Lawler. Obviously. Who he's Very already <laughs> He's already said some very questionable things on commentary during women's matches tonight. But you put him in the storyline just to try to save his actual girlfriend just cause. Yeah. I mean it was probably his idea to be fair. Yeah. Truthfully. To get him back on TV. Yeah. <laughs> and it was... No. It just wasn't me. <laughs> but um, before we were tortured with the uh, right to center match, we had the Intercontinental title on the line, Jericho, the champion, versus Raven. Who cuts a terrible promo. <laughs> Raven <Yeah>. doesn't... This is a <laughs> terrible promo. Oh my, Raven, you can talk, bro. I don't know what you're doing. Yeah, I kind of ignored the promo part, and I was just like, okay, get in the ring. Yeah, bring out Y2J. Uh, Y2J has the best Intercontinental title of all time, probably the best title in wrestling history. Uh, I love this belt with all my heart. Uh, And they have, like, a fun three-minute match that has, like, three interferences, and Jericho just wins. He's like, all right. Yeah, there was so much chaos. Like, the, I think the ninja lady came back, mm-hmm. and but, they like, did this. Everything very, was happening. Yeah, they did this very bad attempt at miscommunication, and then she just like 
sees Jericho move and still hits Raven. <laughs> it was a, it was so bizarre. <laughs> yeah, but Jericho retained. That's cool. That's fine. Um, I think then, he faces like Regal at Mania. I think he I think he does. I can't think of anything else, but um, I think after this it was the XFL promo. Oh my god. Yes. That weird thing that you were um, messaging me about. <laughs> this was the greatest thing ever. So, okay. So, this XFL promo, right? So, it's raining outside. I was like, what is that? Uh, but uh, it's basically a recap of the events of the week, right? And it's Jesse the Body Ventura is the uh, analyst guy. And he just goes up to the coach that wins the game. He was like, yo. Uh, congrats, coach. Uh, and then the coach's like, what do you want? I'm like, what? He's like, he's like, I just want to congratulate you. You get the bonus. You won. Uh, your team's back in the rankings. Like, uh, I just want to give you congratulations. And the coach just goes, I don't have anything to say to you. <laughs> and runs away. <laughs> uh, I thought I was just on another planet. <laughs> this is sick. <laughs> Um, then we had the Jerry Lawler and APA versus Right Sentences, Bull Buchanan, The Good Father, and Val Venus. Jerry Lawler's whatever, but Farouk and Bradshaw ruled. <laughs> yeah, they're easily like the one of the greatest tag teams I think WWE has managed to get their hands on for some reason. Dog, they're like the perfect Hoss tag team. Ron Simmons is already like beast, probably one of my favorite wrestlers ever. But him and JBL, incredible uh, together. Uh, and basically, they just beat the shit out of Ron Simmons. They try to steal the cat back, and Stevie Richards said, "Yeah, I'm actually leaving with the cat." And I was like, "All right, it's fine. We're just gonna beat the brakes off your team anyway." So, uh, and you know, of course, Jerry Lawler won. Does yeah, yeah. I mean. Uh, that's, that's what you got for it's a, this whatever. Era of Raw. <laughs> whatever, we got to see Ron Simmons. That's all that matters. <laughs> um, I don't know if there's any more segments after this because I stopped taking notes. But oh, have... the uh, big show was like, yo, I want to face The Rock oh, yeah. for the WWF title. And Vince said, well, how about you defend the hardcore title against Kurt Angle and The Rock? <laughs> and Big Show was like, hell yeah. All right, cool. Um, yeah, so it led to the main event for the hardcore title. Big Show, Big Show just won the belt. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was just absolute chaos. chaos. <laughs> the belt is still 24-7 rules, so there's like eight people coming down this ring trying to win this title. <laughs> I mean, I could barely follow it, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Dude, we had Steve Blackman, Hardcore Holly, A-Train, my guy Lord Tensai, uh, Perry Saturn. Big Show manages to escape and just beat down all the job guys. And then Perry Saturn and A-Train, for some reason, are helping Kurt Angle beat The Rock. And then The Rock and Stone. I was like, there's no way they're ending this Raw with Kurt Angle, A-Train, and Perry Saturn beating down The Rock. <laughs> and then Stone Cold comes out. They lay, lay waste to the jobbers and uh, just do a little stare down. Uh, and then that was, I think that was the end of the yeah, show. They yeah. ended the show with the stare down. Hell yeah. That day off rolled. <laughs> it, was, it was so intense. 
speaking of WWF, we got Pro Wrestling Wave. <laughs> Shinjuku Face, baby. You already know. Um, yes, yeah, so this was uh, Wave Phase 2 Reboot 3rd Nami 1, or whatever that means. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the one. Um, you know the one. Yeah, that, that Wave Phase Reboot third oh yeah you already know <laughs> um so we started off with sakura hiroto versus yumi oka um i hate it when mega powers collide yeah th- this could have been a main event of anywhere in the world wrestlemania yeah <laughs> should have been the main event it wasn't dog sakura y- was nice enough to give us this as the opener <laughs> sakura Roto jabbed yumi oka in the cheeks and rolled around with her while doing the like a thousand years of death thing <laughs> oh, uh, good. I love Sakura Hirota Sakura Hirota is the best in the world <laughs> uh, she wants to do the little uh, running uh, woke rope, woke rope walk arm drag and then Yumeko's like no and Sakura Hirota's like well this is happening one way or another <laughs> so <laughs> So if I have to walk around this, she hits her with a flurry of chops and then jabbing her in the cheeks. <laughs> I love that Wave is literally just Yumioka hanging out with her friends. <laughs> That's the best. We're gonna we're gonna start Wave USA. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Yumioka versus uh, Jade Cargill. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Uh, Hirota won, right? Uh, it was a draw. Ah, that's how it should be. Obviously, you can't have two... You, know, you can't have two legends. Why can't two legends yeah. get along? Yeah, that's why you have to end in a draw. It's, it's the only humane way. Um, <laughs> we had a five-way elimination match after that. Um, it was Kaori Yonayama, Yami Sasamura... Itsuki Aoki, Rika Kawahata, and you. Um, I've not seen Ayami in a wrestle minute. for a while, and she looks really, really nice. I like her new hair. Yo, Kaz Hayashi, I need you to get on the phone with 2AW and say, yo, we gotta talk about this contract with Ayami thing, bro. We gotta talk about getting her over here to, over here to great, fighting for her life every show. <laughs> Losing to known legends. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Itsuki Aoki, is probably top five wrestler of the year right now. <laughs> I don't know why nobody's talking about Oski Aoki. Oski Aoki's the best. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> Crackhead. Uh, they did this like four-way leg lock thing and Oski Aoki was trying to figure out what to do and he was like, you better not. And she was like, okay, uh... I'm going to do a Boston Crab, and then Yoniyama kept kicking her, and she's like, well, I don't know <laughs> what to do now. And she's like, you, let's work together. So they work together, and then she tries to roll up you, and you's like, wait a fucking minute, I'll tell you this. <laughs> uh, they all gang up on Iski to eliminate her because they just can't handle the beast from Sean Capture. They just can't. Yeah, uh, that's usually how it ends up whenever they've got an el- elimination match, everybody just bullies Iski. Yeah. Uh... But uh, then I think Kawahata gets eliminated after that, and then Yame, and it comes down to you and Yoniyama, and Yoniyama somehow gets the win. 
I'm I'm not complaining. I'm not either. And then Yanni was like, "Yo," I, she was like, "They were like, what do you want?" And Yanni was like, "Bro, I don't even know. I'll let you know." <laughs> she was like, "Look, I've got like a ten other shows to do today." Yeah, yeah, you gotta let me go look at my schedule planner, and then I'll I'll come back and tell you. <laughs> um. So afterwards, it was the Wave Tag Title Match. Uh, Hiroko Misaki and Yukikase versus Viscous Me and Yuki Miyazaki, who have the greatest tag entrance of all time. They are the greatest tag team of all time. That's true. I, I love uh, that little dance that they do when it's in yeah. sync. <laughs> the little dance, and then they do the DX pose. <laughs> <laughs> my my favorite wrestlers, Shawn Michaels and <laughs> Trouble Miyazaki. <laughs> Hibiscus Michaels. <laughs> <laughs> That's literally what it is. Uh, but <laughs> Yuki Miyazaki wanted to start off with a Haruka and wanted to do her little uh, leg stretch thing where she like traps her arm and like stretches her legs apart. And Miki Takase saves her and said, you're starting off with me. And Yuki said, no, Hibiscus tag. <laughs> uh, then of course we just get the absolute greatest wrestling clinic of all time with Miyuki Takase and Hibiscus Me. Um, eventually, Luminous get the upper hand. A really good tag team. I don't, I don't see a lot of other tag matches this tag matches because it's usually in Diana and we're not watching that. So, uh, I mean, you're not. I would if I had time. <laughs> I would if they had a good camera and it wasn't $60. So, uh, But, really good tag team. Uh, Oh, which one called it? Yuki Miyazaki does get to do her little stretch thing because she grabs Haruka, drags her into the crowd, gets on like this pallet, does the hold, and Sakurodo just pushes her through the crowd while she's got this hold on. I love that spot. It was hilarious. <laughs> it, was, it was great. Um, Abyssus Me actually does hit her crossbody this time. Uh, Long time storytelling at its finest. Uh, Yuka Miyazaki is the legal person. Uh, she hits her Death Valley driver. She doesn't get it. The pin gets broken, and eventually she hits the second one. Her Death Valley driver is disgusting. Uh, looks painful. I love it. Uh, she does it, and then gets the win, and her and Hibiscus Me win the Wave Tag titles. Oh, they also came out in like these um, early 2000s school disco flame shirts. Oh my god, they're like Bam Bam Bigelow at a disco. <laughs> If, I feel like it's a British thing. So if you went to a British primary school in like the two thousands, that they were all the rage. <laughs> this was incredible. I had this Hawaiian shirt that was flames on it. It's crazy. Uh, they were celebrating their title win. And then Karyaniam said, "Yo, I want to challenge for the Queen Elizabeth title." And they're like, "Dog, we don't have power to do that." Uh, <laughs> And then Sakurado said, well, I also want to challenge for the Queen Elizabeth title. And then Yuki Miyazaki is like, can y'all just not <laughs> leave me alone? So I think I they might... Nobody knows what's happening. <laughs> yeah, I think they're going to have a trip there for the title. Who knows? Uh, but then they celebrate doing their dance. Hibiscus Me keeps her title on while she does the dance. Absolute great. Her wrestling ways back. <laughs> It never left. <laughs> yeah, act like it never left. Um, after that, it was the Regina DeWave title match with Nagisa Nozaki versus Saki. 
listen, first of all, Saki stole Tiger Mask and W's whole shit coming out to King of the Wild. Uh, second of all, when I said that you can tell Wave trainees by the way they throw big boots, I did not know this match was going to be 50% big boots the whole time. <laughs> I feel like that's just most of, like, Nick and Ozaki's matches. It's just big boots. <laughs> no, but Saki was also throwing. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> uh, which I was all down for. I was like, hell yeah, this is what I'm talking about. This is Wave. Uh, first of all, okay, first off, Yusu Nozaki did this Cobra Clutch suplex and it was disgusting. <laughs> Soggy neck bump. I was like, bro, she didn't even neck bump. She just got dumped on her head. I was like, y'all, oh, that's cruel. <laughs> uh, also, when Saki does, or not Saki, uh, Nozaki does her uh, rocket kick, it looks like she's trying to decapitate them every time. <laughs> I was like, Jesus Christ, that, that, that hurts. Uh, Saki did some fun submissions, but ultimately, this was the Nozaki show. She was gonna win. <laughs> she was winning no matter what. Uh, yeah, you're not you're not stepping into Nozaki's promotion and being her. For her yeah, title. absolutely no way. <laughs> she's our and she's world champion. Diana ain't no way. Uh, but uh, she retains the title. A shake hands, uh, and her next challenger is Kohaku, I think. So I'd assume so, but. We probably won't watch that show. <laughs> Maybe it knows. Put Biscuit's me on, and I'll consider it. Yeah, I mean, she'll she'll probably do something correct out. So, and which is crazy is that was the world title match, and that was not the main event. <laughs> um, yeah, the the main event was two children killing each other. Yeah, uh, Suzu Suzuki and Kohaku had a singles. This is Kohaku's debut and wave after transferring from Marvelous. Uh, She's officially signed out, and God, she was a gift sent away from the heaven above because she is so, so good. She looks so rejuvenated to, and happy to be in Wave, and she just did not let up, not once. Uh, like I said, I, I compared the intensity she showed to, like, Chris Benoit in his WCW days. She just had this intensity about every little move she did, and then the forearm she let off sounded like, pure gunshots and chest caving uh just just great great uh debut under this new name for her uh and of course suzu's always good so she's gonna get her stuff in as well uh but ultimately suzu loses or not she don't lose she wins with the uh german suplex which kind of expected that she wasn't gonna lose yeah i mean i really like this match because um kahaku really keeps up with suzu Mm-hmm. And like Suzu's like a really intense wrestler, so if you can throw bombs like that against Suzu, I think you're you're doing pretty well. Yeah, doing great. Um, but yeah, Suzu gets the win, and Kahoku versus Nagisa Nozaki for the Regina to Wave title is coming up soon. Uh, she ain't gonna win, but it should be a good match. She's probably gonna get big boot to death. <laughs> uh, and I mean, hey. Listen, we listen. We got to get ourselves a pat on the back. We covered a lot <laughs> and did it with good detail too, man. We deserve an award or something. Yeah, I mean, a lot of wrestling happened this week, as as does every Mania week. But we picked out the best ones. We went back to two thousand one. 
Yeah, the best <laughs> Mania show this week was actually from 2001. Yeah, which, you know, that's how it should be. I agree, I agree. So next week, one thing for sure is we're going to be watching that JPW Cork and it's happening tomorrow morning. Uh, and hopefully Daisy Monkey wins the tag titles. Uh, but outside of that, really question mark, but surely we're going to find something. Yeah, there'll be something to watch. There's a lot of wrestling happening. We'll go to 2002 WWF we had. To. <laughs> uh, Maybe even 2003 Triple H Scott Steiner feud. No. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, the segments were fun. They had a they? <laughs> yeah, to be fair, the segments were actually pretty fun because it was Scott Steiner being an absolute beast. <laughs> oh, we should find that one where... Um... Scott Steiner and Triple H do that um, bodybuilding contest. <laughs> oh, God. We yeah. should watch that sometime. <laughs> uh, yeah, we should. We should. But, you know, like I said, we covered a lot. We did a good job. Uh, I don't even know if we did our half-ass best. We did great. <laughs> yeah, we uh, did more than usual. <laughs> we had notes. Yeah, it's incredible. Uh, well, all that changes next week. We're going back to doing our half-ass best. <laughs> uh, but we'll catch you next time.